Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. Good morning. Welcome to Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with me, Rob and the GDC. Good morning, G. Good morning, Rob. Happy Valentine's Day, my love, and to all <laughs> listeners. I thought we weren't mentioning that. Well, well, we've mentioned it now, and I'm not mentioning it again. Happy done. Single Losers Day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's start the show then with this from Phil Collins. Phil Collins with two hearts on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Good morning. What a lovely 80s bouncy way to start the show. I know, and Valentine inspired, although technically we didn't really think that through when we put it in. It wasn't specifically for Valentine's Day, but how nice. Hearts. A, a lucky coincidence. Totally. How are you doing? How's your week been? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I had another filling this week just to get the, the most exciting detail out of the way. Get brilliant and just <laughs> highlight. To re- just to recap for anyone who has missed the um, episodes of my dentistry over the last few weeks, I <laughs> hadn't been to the dentist for 15 years. I have since been back three times. There's a lesson in there somewhere, isn't there? Um, <laughs> I really hope you've got a loyalty card now. Are they stamping it every time you go in? <laughs> I honestly thought really I should be given like a, a complimentary car or something. The amount <laughs> I've spent on my teeth in the last few weeks. Anyway, so that's fine. It's all sorted now. I'm not going back again for another 15 years Um, brilliant uh other than that uh yeah nice week quite a busy week work wise i sort of balanced that with a lot of walking did a lot of walking um i got a new got a new app called the footpath app oh well tell me more well because you know we um recently moved um not far but we're in sort of different area and i don't know the routes that are around and so i just got this app to try and figure out where i could you know, walk out the door and get on a footpath and do a nice walk easily. And it's amazing. You basically just open it and it looks like Google Maps or whatever. And then you just kind of draw with your finger roughly like a circle of where you'd like to walk. And it automatically kind of snaps to all the um, footpaths that are available. Amazing. Um, so anyway, I did go out the other day and I I'd sort of thought, oh, I don't want to be looking at this app all the way round on my walk. And then I got quite lost um and was and walked i don't know i sort of lost my sense of direction i walked so far in one direction i had no idea where i'd got to and then i looked at the map and I, the walk back was like an hour and a half or something so, oh wow <laughs> did you do it yeah i just kept going i was listening I thought you to were gonna podcasts. say you called thought, you didn't call producer luke the, the thought crossed my mind it definitely crossed my mind um yeah what else happened oh i got accredited for the bfi flair film festival which i'm looking forward to in march um so amazing we'll talk about more about that i suppose in in the coming weeks but that's very exciting all online this year um which you know i think will increase the chances of me seeing more films as part of it so that's good excited about that anyway how are you how's your week been um i've had a i've had a good productive week but absolutely shattered I've generally felt quite frantic. Work's been really busy, and I had two different quizzes, one for my friend Rob's 40th, happy birthday, different Rob. And one from the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not quite. But I'm drained. Like it's, I don't know how I did normal life, like having any kind of social plans. All I've done is work and two quizzes, and oh, and a volunteer shift yesterday, and that's it. I'm dead. I'm dead today. Oh, the volunteering. How's that going? It's going really, really well. Um... I might talk a bit more in in detail a bit later in the show, but it's it's amazing how how unbelievable the well oiled machine is of getting people in this vaccine centre, and it's nice to get out the house. Although yesterday morning at minus four degrees, 
at Ooh. 8 a.m. was not the best. No. Um, but I bought some long johns this week. Never owned long johns. <laughs> best purchase I've ever made. I tell you that right now. Are, are long johns back in fashion? I keep seeing like Instagram adverts for long johns. Uh, Rob, listen. At minus four degrees, yes, they are very much back in very fashion. much in vogue. Yeah, no one sees them anyway, right? It's all it's all buried. Well, yeah, I don't know. Shouldn't yeah, unlikely that you're going to be showing your long johns to anyone at the, who's getting their vaccine. <laughs> no, that's that's not part of the instructions we're given. As Unless they arrive in a Bentley, you might think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, not quite. Yeah, good, good, good all round. Good, good all round. Um, it's interesting what you say about this kind of you know having to commit to doing two organized events in a week is quite overwhelming isn't it i think it's going to take us all a little while to get back into the swing of that when as and when the time comes Um, it will it really will and it's bizarre as well because these two events took place in my flat yeah so i had to go anywhere (laughs) the the brain power though honestly the brain power to engage in oh wow i've got two evening events i've got a i've got a plan i've got a I've got to wear an outfit. <laughs> yeah, I can't I've sit in joggers. I've got to appear on camera. I will have to change out of the clothes I've been in for two weeks. Yeah, I right. might just be speaking from personal experience there. <laughs> um, anyway, we've got a wonderful show lined up for you this morning. Our regular features, hashtag Quilly Loves and Spin It or Bin It on the way. I'm sure the GDC's got some random news for us. Oh, yes. Well oh, yes. At some point in the show. And of course, lots of great music uh, like this from Andrea True Connection. Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. The weekend on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch, uh, fresh from his Super Bowl performance last Sunday. Did you see that? I did not. I know a lot has been discussed on social media about it, quite controversial, whether he was, um, I don't know, appropriate for Super Bowl performance. Oh, I didn't see that. I just saw the, I didn't see any of it. I just saw that one meme of him running through the mirrored hallways. Uh, I saw that one meme a million times. Hmm. He was probably looking for a Grammy nomination. <laughs> oh, oh, controversial. Um, oh, well, you well, know anyway, me. I like The weekend. I like his music. Good, good on I him. I do too. What a funny yeah, year well to done, do. Yeah. What a funny year to do the Super Bowl. Yeah, weird. Mm. Yeah, good. Weird, weird, weird. And um, we're going to say good morning to Ellie and baby Goldie and also her sister, Sarah, and Jess and Elsie. They're all having a boogie and baking Valentine's cookies. Oh, what's, what's in a Valentine's cookie, I wonder? Um, a little sprinkling of love <laughs> and <laughs> Not happiness. Sure. Not sure I want it. Thank you. And a few rainbows. <laughs> um, and also, Nikki, John, Leo and Frankie are listening in Sidcup. I love this. Nikki said, apparently her daughter Frankie waved at the Alexa and said, Morning, Uncle G, because she believes I live in it. Oh, oh well, let's <laughs> hope she doesn't smash it to try and get you out. <laughs> um, morning. Oh, morning. Morning, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to have a bit of a chat about the coronavirus now because we have we sort of avoid talking about it um mm-hmm. but you you g have been volunteering at this vaccine center so i want to hear a bit more about that uh what it's like how it's going if you look at the news the vaccine thing program is it was called is on target 14 million people already had the first in the arm how amazing is that as of yesterday it was 14 million which is bonkers because i think i looked on thursday evening it was 12 and a half million so they're motoring They really are. I've got to stress to everybody, like, it's kind of incredible on what a well-oiled machine they have set up. And, you know, I'm just seeing one vaccine centre. So I'm volunteering through a local community group and they wanted volunteers who would pick up prescriptions um, or deliver food for people that are isolating and vulnerable, which is why I signed up originally. I thought, 
I wanted to do something locally and also get me out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously need something to do. Um, but then they outsourced us to the vaccine centre and it was in, it was voluntary. They said, you don't have to, but they're basic, they're, they're operating the vaccine centres 12 hours a day, every day. And they've got three hour shifts with nine volunteers and the volunteers are, are basically uh, keeping things flowing and moving. So they're stopping cars on entrance, checking people's uh, time of appointments. Um, people can't arrive more than five ten minutes before their appointment they've got other marshals getting people parked and staying in their cars and then ferrying people to the entrance uh they're then doing some temperature checks getting people registered and then they've got nine different vaccinators inside the hall um it's i mean it's literal turnover it's unbelievable it's like a conveyor belt and um what's amazing is all the volunteers that are doing it are doing it to put people's minds at ease there's a lot of people turning up quite anxious don't know what to expect yeah and... i was going to say i bet there's a real kind of hand-holding element to it as well as the logistics obviously you're handling of getting those numbers through and at the right time making sure it all works people are turning up anxious and a bit scared not absolutely. sure how it's going to go absolutely but you know we're we've got three pages of scripts so you know depending on where you're forming a plane for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for my first monologue just before you have your vaccine this <laughs> brief tableau i'm not I'm my my artist in the car park um <laughs> but it's it's more to make sure that every it's it's um consistent but also they're stressing to us look you're not he healthcare professionals you're not there to give medical advice but we we do have to ask questions have you got any symptoms have you had any symptoms have you um, how are you feeling today? Um, and we'd say, like, it's so amazing. Everyone's obviously in good spirits. The volunteers want to be there and want to help. I must say, the minus four degree Long John 8am yesterday uh, <laughs> adventure was something else. But bless, a woman came back and brought me a coffee and a donut. She said, you've been out here for two hours. I can see, you know, you're freezing. Um, she obviously but, liked your Long Johns. Well, but you know what? Do a lunge in a Long John. It'll go a long way. You get a coffee and a donut, I tell you. <laughs> Um, so um, we know that we know that, uh, we know that what we say, 14 million people have uh, had their vaccine and there's been this new campaign this week. Have you seen it? Elton John uh, and Michael Caine um, doing mm. the NHS campaign to persuade people to have have the jab. I've got a little clip here. So this is the bit where you're going to have the vaccine now, Elton. So right. just kind of pretend that you're having the vaccine from a nurse. Oh, what was that, Elton? That was me acting. OK, let's cut there. And as you can see... I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Elton. We'll let you know. Oh. Well, at this short notice, you won't find anyone bigger. Hello. My name is Michael Caine. And cut that marvellous. That was fantastic. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Claire, let the little fella know he didn't get the job. <laughs> I quite oh, like Elton. it. I quite like it. Um... <laughs> I yeah, do too. A bit I hammy, do too. A bit hammy, but I suppose that's the point. So if you haven't seen it, what happens is that it's 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 done in the form of an audition and Elton John turns up and he's not very good. Um and he says, you know, you won't get anyone better than Michael Caine comes in. That's the gag. But they're obviously thought about it a bit who they're gonna put in this advert in terms of who they want to persuade at this point to go and have the jab who that who people trust. I mean, do you trust Elton John? I mean I do. <laughs> trust Elton with my life and Michael Caine. Um, I, I do now that Elton John's actually been a bit self-deprecating and taken the mick out of himself. I, I, I was quite impressed by seeing that. He's, you know, he's got diva status. Well, he has. He's got diva status, we know. But I, I like that he was sort of taking the mick out of himself. I'm just slightly perturbed by this advert in that 
are really that many people refusing or not keen to get the vaccine that they feel they need to do this drive as an advert, do you think? I suppose. I mean, they must be looking at numbers and people just... I mean, some people being completely unresponsive to being told that they can go and uh, get their jab. So, yeah, and I think, I, you know, I definitely have been avoiding the news and continue to avoid the news. So I've not seen much. I saw one thing about, the, you know, certain groups and communities where there is some misinformation out there about the vaccine and that is putting off a lot of people. So, yeah, I guess there's a bit of work to do. And I think, you know, crucially, if we don't all go and get it, then we might as well not bother, I guess, is the issue. I don't know. I think you've raised a really valid point. And because we can talk about the science of has it been tested enough? Do we know if it's covering all the variants that we know now are coming into the country, uh, the efficiency and the fact that there's two different vaccines? But ultimately, the, the overriding issue is until we all get vaccinated, um, we can't get together. And I'm like, let's all get jabbed yeah. as soon as possible, as soon as you're offered, because we want to be opening up stuff again and feel like we can socialize and see each other so mm. i'm i'm like go get it get it i can't like and everyone that comes out that i've seen like, not only feels a sense of relief but everyone's been th th so thankful and grateful and they're like good we're on the w on the way now this is really good and positive so I i'm having a great experience doing this and i really wanted to share that how it's working for people that maybe are querying it or not sure how it works it's it's exceptional uh, and I, i'm only seeing one vaccine center local to me and i know that they're obviously all over the country it's epic and an amazing job it's very positive do you think that there would be a greater uptake if they gave everyone a free shot with the vaccine like because <laughs> that's paid off in like holiday nightclubs before hasn't it so maybe that's the answer <laughs> come and get your jab and a shot of archers Something. I love I love that idea. Maybe yeah. I'm just trying to help. You know, we can't get Elton John in every time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But I think my uh, and I don't. I know we don't. We try not to dwell on the whole lockdown Corona yeah. stuff too much every week. But I have I have a few worries about this not being consistent with what else is going on. In that there's still. I saw this morning 13 high-risk countries flying into the UK, bringing travellers from those countries. They're talking about wanting to ease the lockdown and open up schools ASAP in March. But so what are they doing for the teachers? Like, what, When are the teachers getting their jabs? Why haven't they been put as a priority? I just heard from a friend yesterday who's a police officer who hasn't had a jab and hasn't been offered, and she's going every day in and out of households. It's How are we unifying this whole system? It's all great that we're, of course, vulnerable categories first. Totally get it. That's right. But if you're going to ease the lockdown, surely the spread of the virus is just going to ramp up again unless the right people are jabbed too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the answers. And I think I just said I've been ignoring the news. I feel very, which, is, which has been a really good thing for me to do because, mm -hmm. you know, history Agreed. as a journalist, I get stuck in this cycle where I will look at the live coronavirus blogs on various websites for the whole day. And everything that comes out and you gradually wind yourself up, you don't really, you can't really see the wood from the trees. So I've stopped doing that. I, I would say I'm, yeah, I think the consequence of ignoring the news is that I'm now feeling a bit like, well, why, are, like why are we even in locked? I don't understand. Like, why can't I go out? Why can't we do this stuff? Um, so there's that, there's that, that's a consequence. I guess everyone's just got to be patient. And ultimately, if we've learned anything in the last year, it's that we, no one knows, no one has all the answers. All we can do is put all the bits of information together and hope we come out with the, the right solution and the right plan. And at times, obviously, uh, you know, the government haven't got that right or they've acted late or whatever. Um, let's say with the vaccine behind us and a bit of careful decision making, we can get where we want to be in, you know, 
a few months' time. But yeah, I think the best thing everyone can do is just relax, take it easy, don't worry about it, (laughs) get your vaccine when you can, and let's hope we can have some nice outdoor socialising in the summer. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Some nice spring weather. I'm looking forward to a picnic. I'm looking forward to a pub garden. Yeah. I really can't wait to go to the pub again. Um, I miss a pub. Yeah. I really miss a pub. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it says about me, but I think it's the thing I miss the most, apart from my family, obviously. Um, (laughs) That's a given. But second is pub. Um, Okay. Should we play some new music now? Yes. Yeah. Let's. Okay. Well, Dua Lipa has re-released her album for what the fourth time. Um, it's got a few new songs on it uh, and a new single. This one is called "We're Good." Well, we'll see. Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. Christina Millian on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. The GDC dipping it low throughout that song. I dipped it right low. Quite a sight to behold on Zoom. Um, <laughs> There's no long johns on today. I can dip it really low. <laughs> uh, Lorenzo's been in touch this morning. He's just got a Valentine's message from the chairwoman of his company. He says, nothing to make you more feel more single um, than getting a message from your boss <laughs> on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Oh. Oh. Can we send Happy Valentine's something? Day. Yeah. yeah. Morning. Morning. Um, morning. What's happening now? Oh, it's hashtag Queerly Loves. It is, straight in there. Um, this is our weekly roundup of things to watch, read and listen to to keep you entertained as lockdown continues. It's available in email form. We should highlight Ooh. that at the start. Do the admin. Um, if you go to queerlyradio.com, you just put your email address in the box there now. And you'll get the email tomorrow or Tuesday or Wednesday. Depends how my week goes, really. Anyway, uh, the GDC, <laughs> you're first today. Uh, what's your first recommendation for us? Well... I've I've delved into a book. I don't know. I know. Shocker. I don't know how I found time for this. To be honest, this is a book I've read before, so I've, I'm reading it again. Uh, it's called The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. Um, I must say it's one of the fav- my favourite books that I've read in the last 10 years. I think it's extraordinary. Um, it came out in 2018. I've already raved about this to so many friends. So, uh, <laughs> um, they might be might be like, oh, heard about this. But I insist you guys read this. It's extraordinary. It's a high-concept murder mystery. Uh, it's kind of Black Mirror meets Agatha Christie meets Gosford Park. It's set in uh, a stately home um, where somebody is going to be murdered. But what's genius about this is each chapter is basically set in the mind of a different person at this place. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much because you do spend the first couple of chapters going, I'm really not entirely sure what's going on until you sort of tweak that. Oh, okay. I'm living this event through a different character in this story. Um, It's extraordinary. It's gripping. I love a murder mystery. As we know, I talk about all things murder (laughs) quite regularly. Um, It's just, it's, it's like nothing I've ever read. I think it's utterly genius and I can't believe no one has snapped up the rights to this and made it into a TV series or a film because it's so, so good. Surely that will happen. I see this book on Instagram all the time and I didn't, I thought it was a new book to be honest because it's so frequently posted about, um, but when you say 2018, so it's getting on for three years old, um, Mm -hmm. it sounds, it sounds fascinating. It's unbelievable. You, the twists and turns and not really knowing who's being trusted, who's not, because because you're in the different mindset of each character who will think about different people differently in the relationships and the dynamics. You, you're constantly questioning, who, oh my God, who is this? Do we trust them? Do we know, if is this murder going to take place? That's a big question mark as well. Anyway, I'm, I can't rave about it enough. The Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle by Stuart Turton. Please read it. Lovely. Thank you for that one. Right, what's next? 
uh, podcast I found this week called Some Families, uh, discovered entirely by accident, and I believe you have a clip for us, Rob. I do, here it is. Some Families is a new podcast that explores every aspect of parenting through an LGBTQ plus lens. I'm Lottie Jeffs, an author, journalist and reformed magazine editor and a mum of one. And I'm Stu Oakley, a film publicist who thought I was used to dealing with divas until I had toddlers. Some families will answer questions, break down myths and share funny, emotional and true stories. We will ask all the questions you may have about LGBTQ plus parenting. Whatever stage of the parenting journey you happen to be at and all from the perspective of real queer families. I love this. This is so fantastic. I, like I said, discovered it by accident, mainly because everything I, I listen to, read and watch is about murder and death. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been trying to broaden out, but um, they are extraordinary hosts, obviously speaking firsthand about their parenting experience, but they cover everything from uh, adoption process, IVF, um, how they even decided to approach the conversation about having children with their partners. Um, it's it's the UK's first LGBTQ plus parenting podcast series, um, and that being said as well, it it entirely can appeal to so many people. People that maybe question, have questions themselves about well, how do you deal with mother baby groups? <laughs> you know, how do you, which is true. How do you? What do you get your children to call yourselves as parents? And I, so I think anybody in our community and outside our community can learn so much from this. I've learned so much from it. I'm absolutely fascinated by it. And they bring great guests on who talk about their experiences of parenting um, and their processes of adoption, fostering. Uh, it's it's lovely. It's really, uh, I'm really, really enjoying this. So it's called Some Families. Brilliant. I that sounds, it. sounds really uh, like a really valuable um, resource for a lot of people as well, I'm guessing, that yes. one. Um, good, thank you for that. And your final choice this week? My final choice this week uh, is a TV show called Soulmates, which came out on Monday on Amazon Prime. Um, now, this is set in the near future. It's an anthology series. And the basic premise is there's a newly developed test that you can take to find out who your true soulmate is. Uh, it's 100% accurate, this test. And you will find out the results if your soulmate has also taken the test. Um, it's an extraordinary question to ask as well. People, single, married, whatever, widowed. Would you want to know who your soulmate is if you've already committed yourself to somebody? Um, it explores a different scenario in each episode. So we've got uh, married couples with kids, um, gay couple, uh straight woman who's in a relationship with a man approached by another woman who's been told you're my soulmate um and people from all over the world how they're connecting it's it asks a lot of questions i think it's just i love the concept of it it's from um actually one of the black mirror writers uh, wrote this as well uh it's gripping i love the different scenario in each episode and i think people will will enjoy it laugh and cry and also ask themselves some questions this, is, uh, so this show is going to just break up loads of relationships. Is this what? <laughs> no, to? no, I don't think so. But it's it's really good to ask those questions, and you know, you, the, seeing the characters question themselves: Have I made the right decision? I've got two kids with this person, and I love them dearly. But would I want to know who if they are truly my ideal soulmate, or oh, do I just no. want to leave it and go? No, no, I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm content and love my life. Is it is it a bit racy? Is it a bit like Bridgerton oh, racy, or it's a it's n well, Bridget, not quite <laughs> Bridgerton scale, Racy. Oh yeah, God. Um, no, but it's it covers it covers a lot. 
grief, love, hate. Uh, there's some revenge in there. It's highly recommended. Soulmates on Amazon Prime. Sounds very good indeed. Thank you for those. Um, I'm going to go next with hashtag Quilly Loves, but first, it's time for my record of the week. Um, mm. This week, it comes from a group called Sophie and the Giants. They're a full piece from Sheffield. Uh, this is their new single. It's called Right Now. Sophie and the Giants with Right Now, my record of the week this week. What did you think of that, G? Really enjoyed it. I mean, really, we, really great choice. We were chatting away, so I don't think you heard too much of it. But um, <laughs> Sorry about um, that. What was that? Technical What's happening there? You're listening to Sophie and the Giants again because you enjoyed it so much. Um, good. <laughs> right, I've got some choices now on hashtag Queerly Loves. And full disclosure, I haven't been that organised. I have three words written down, well, more or less, um, and absolutely no notes. I'm winging this, everyone. Uh, so we'll do it as quickly and painlessly as possible. Uh, my first choice is a Channel 5 true crime documentary yep i know um it's called the disappearance of shannon matthews now i'm sure you remember this case um she went missing nine-year-old girl shannon matthews went missing um she was missing for like 20 something days um and then she was found Mm -hmm. and then spoiler alert but not really it turned out that um her mum and uh, this bloke who was vaguely related to her conspired to stage the whole thing in the hope of of getting money out of like a reward from the sun um it is one of the most unbelievable crime stories i think ever um do you remember really this is. do you remember when this I all do. happened um, i do and so this this is a so this is a, i think it's a channel five attempt to be a bit like a netflix true crime documentary so take from that what you will um very watchables two parts um, goes through the whole story from beginning to end and they talk to the detectives who were involved there's some really good stuff about the moment they found her and what happened there um, they talk to this girl or woman now who was um, like the best friend of Shannon at school who has has never seen her again um, she saw her the last day the day she went missing and she's never ever seen her again in her life because obviously Shannon has got a new identity and is um, you know living away from everything that happened to her um so this girl's saying you know i never saw my best friend again um there's another woman who i think what they did a drama based on this character her name's julie someone can't remember she was played by sheridan smith in the drama that was on um and she was kind of the she was a friend of karen matthews and she was like the ringleader of kind of all of these searches in the community if you remember there was all that tv footage of hundreds of people out with the t-shirts on and the posters and the banners and um Yes, it was, it was a combination of just being this unbelievable story, but also an unbelievable response from the community where uh, Shannon lived as well. So if that's your thing, very, very good documentary, recapping that whole story and kind of digging into it with the people who were very, very directly involved all those years ago. Um, so Amazing. The Disappearance of Shannon Matthews, and that is on my five if you want to watch that. Um, my next one is um, totally different, another TV show, uh, but this is on Disney+. Plus. It's the first Marvel TV series. Uh, lots of people talking about this. It's called WandaVision. Uh, I will say at the outset, I've seen like the odd Marvel film, but I'm not a Marvel obsessive. I'm not front of the queue at the cinema when they come out i will watch them kind of if if it's on i go or, or catch up on the telly um but i love this show it is it, it's very hard to describe it's so unique i can't really kind of articulate what it's even about so i mean that's not really selling it 
What but, genre is it? Like, what, well, what, what genre does it Well, sit in? yes, sci-fi. But also, let me tell you this is a crucial detail. So, WandaVision is actually a TV show within a TV show. And it starts off in the first episode, and this is kind of sitcom that is set in the 50s. So, it's black and white. Wanda is the main character, and Vision is her husband. And it it plays... The episode plays like an old episode of a 50s television show with a few hints of something being not quite right. Okay. Um, and then each each episode, it moves through the decades. So the next episode, you get WandaVision, but it's then set in the 60s and then the 70s and 80s. And the one that's just come on is set in the 90s. So you see this show weirdly happening with the same character, same, same plot, but it moves through the decades. So that's obviously a bit odd. And then gradually developing around this whole thing you realize this isn't what's going on isn't really what's going on um so there's a lot of sci-fi stuff but there's probably correct words to describe but they are not words that i know um instead let me play you a little clip to give you a flavor uh of what it's all about so what's a single girl like you doing rattling around this big house well i assure you i'm married to a man a human one we are an unusual couple. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. We just don't know what to expect. <gasps> we don't know what to expect. And then that is a good way to sum up WandaVision. Um, if you've been wondering about the show, whether to watch or not, absolutely do i would like to say not a big marvel fan not really particularly into that whole universe expanding around us and working out all the connections but this show just there's something about it it's just totally original and very good very watchful half hour episodes on disney plus right now i love that and good good for pulling out something because i think sometimes we feel things are a bit samey so you've gone for something that's a bit out there and different and i like that a lot so yeah thank you. it's very much not what i would normally go for and i'm just literally easily led um, by my peers um, good <laughs> last one from me is a podcast this week um, as I said earlier in the show I've been doing a lot of walking and copying your routine G I have been walking and listening to podcasts listening to interview shows specifically um, for kind of work related reasons and what I, what I've been trying to do and actually this is completely contradictory to what I'm about to say I've, I wanted to find interview shows that aren't just celebrities interviewing celebrities because there's a lot of that, and that's a lot, of and a lot of them are sold on big names, and actually, it's not really, doesn't really get to the bones of anything. Um, but this one, Sue Perkins, um, recently revealed as Dragon on The Masked Singer, she's also had time to make a podcast. A couple of series are available. The episode that I listened to this week that I really enjoyed was with Mary Berry, who Sue Aww. obviously worked with on Bake Off for several years. So they they're actually very good friends so yes it's celebrity and celebrity but but two people who are clearly genuinely good friends um and it makes for this just completely candid warm discussion and mary berry is just phenomenal like her whole everything not just everything she's achieved but her whole outlook and her her spirit i suppose not to get too about it but she just she's just so likable and her her kind of view on life and her perspective is is sort of inspiring it made it was one of those things where i came away from listening to that podcast from now feeling a lot better oh i love that a hug yeah a nice hug yeah from mary berry um it yeah i mean i, I was lost 
<laughs> on my walk by the time I got to the end of the episode. But that was it was a short lived moment of comfort before I realized I was lost in a forest. Um, anyway, Sue Perkins. It's called <laughs> I think it's called 60 Minutes or so with Sue Perkins. But Sue, just search Sue Perkins podcast and you will find that one. Right. That's my three choices. One other thing to mention. Last night was the final of The Masked Singer. Um, have you been watching G? I suspect not. I haven't. No, I'm sorry. Um, no, that's fine. We're not going to talk about much about it. Only to say that a bit like Bake Off was during kind of lockdown in this weird time, the mask thing has just proved to be just easy, fun entertainment on a Saturday night that demands nothing of you. Um, we will be issuing a spoiler now. So if you are for any reason that bothered but still only planning to watch it this afternoon um just turn us down now for what 30 seconds is that safe probably yeah. um all yeah, right that's fine. anyway so the person who won and was revealed was in fact the character sausage was in fact joss stone but everyone thought it was sheridan smith literally for weeks <gasps> until I, well i thought last week maybe it was joss stone one of the ideas then i saw other people say on twitter and as you know i'm easily led by people on twitter so i decided mm-hmm. that's who it was turns out it was joss bloody stone so i uh, love it none of the none of the panel guessed who it was um so it was a real wow. total surprise also revealed last night was aston from jls and neo the singer neo was uh the badger anyway epic epic um, epic epic and i also love that i i may have may have uh, led you to think that i've watched this and followed it and knew who the winner was yes based yeah. on what i've what i well, put in next <laughs> we've got our 30 seconds are up so we mustn't say anything anything yes. at all about who was the winner of the mass singer and who was inside that sausage costume but let's have some more music now here is joss stone Queerly's bottomless brunch with rob and the gdc Soul to soul, uh, with back to life on Queerly's bottomless brunch. Um, we got caught, caught out there, didn't we? We, were, we did chang away, chang away this morning. <laughs> we should talk on the radio. That's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> Indeed, good. Okay, well, we had some good news this week at Queerly headquarters. Some of you might yeah. be enjoying the spoils of it now. Um, Queerly is now available on Tune In, which you might have heard of because it's the most famous radio app in the world. Um, yeah, it also provides. Re- Excuse me. Um, Radio 2. Not Radio 2. We're not Radio This is getting very confusing. Shall I start again? Have we got up in the world? <laughs> we are, yeah. They've just, we sorry, I've just heard TuneIn have just deleted us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we are now on. Queerly is now on TuneIn, the biggest radio app in the world. Um, you can get it on your phone very easily. It's free. It also provides radio to things like Sonos. Um, so if you've got one of those, well, Queerly's there now too. Um, no excuse Amazing. not to listen all day every day even when you're asleep um, indeed good. that's was such g- good, news. good news good news I won't go into the boring bit about how long that took to happen and why but I'm very pleased needless to say I'm very pleased uh, I'm very pleased and thank you for your efforts because I know it's been an ordeal so well done and thank you you're welcome um, now you posted on Facebook yesterday yeah which is um, quite rare in itself isn't it, it it's really rare. It's also really rare that you've posted a picture of you with a celebrity. Uh, I, say, I say celebrity in the loosest possible sense of the, of the word. This was quite some time ago. So celebrity at the time. Yeah. But it was in order of um, World Radio Day, which I yes. didn't know was a thing. So tell me, tell me about this. How did this come about? And what made you post this picture? Um, well, truth, three glasses of wine. But what actually <laughs> is, is World Radio Day is a thing I've not really heard of that much before. But yesterday, all my sort of old, old radio friends who I used to work with um, were posting these really nice memories and pictures of the, the time that I'm very fond of in my life when I was 
you know, on the radio every day. Um, and for those that don't know you, Rob, maybe you could tell our listeners, what was your previous job and when was this? What did I, you do? I was on the radio down in Sussex and Surrey in the end um, on a station that was called Southern FM and then became Heart. Um, and I did the news. I was very sensible. I was a proper journalist. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I used to do a breakfast shows to get up every day at four o'clock. Listeners, and, uh, this is amazing. There's a real proper, proper life <laughs> DJ here. And I'll, I just come on and blag it. But we should, I mean, we're very lucky to have you doing this for Queerly Well, Radio. no, I'm lucky to do it now for myself, which is which is sort of what I was really, the, the point of me posting and recognising that yesterday was that I do love radio. That is why I do this show on a Sunday morning, why I set up a radio station in lockdown. Because um, I've always missed it. I love what I do now, professionally. But I have always missed radio. I think it's something you you never shake off if you've done it. Um, it was a, a brilliant time in my work. Uh, it ended at the right time for me um, through my choice, through, you know, self-preservation of not getting up at four o'clock in the morning, mainly, because um, it's not very good for you if you do it for a long time. Um, but I do miss it and I love it. So I posted this picture. I just wanted to find a silly picture of me with someone who wasn't that famous. So I picked Ruth Lorenzo. I've got more famous, but I've got pictures with slightly more famous people. I wouldn't go mad and say like, <laughs> it's not many pictures of me and Madonna knocking about, but I just thought I'd put something up. I look particularly silly. I, um, I'm i wearing a, a, a lady's t-shirt in the picture because I wasn't actually supposed to be doing the job I was doing on that day, but someone had dropped out. Um, and as we did then, we all stepped in to help out. So I had to borrow a, a, a t-shirt that was made of a sort of, almost lycra type material which belonged oh. to one of the young ladies who were our promotions team and i sort of had to stretch that on so i then to sort of conceal this um fashion disaster that was occurring i've put a cardigan over the top which in hindsight was a further error um <laughs> so it's just me in a cardigan in a female's top with ruth lorenzo from x factor so that's how that picture came about but it was just to recognize world radio day and how brilliant radio is and here we are this morning doing radio so yes well done, everyone. Not sure where we're well going Well done, this, you. But, no, um, I love that you've taken your experiences with something and clearly had an incredible time uh, in a former life, but also perhaps recognised some of the limitations because you didn't have creative control and maybe wanted to make it something different, which is why you created Queerly. Exactly. And I love that. You've hit the nail on the head in a way that this morning I'm entirely incapable of doing. <laughs> um, right, we're going to play three songs in a row now. I'm going to go and sober up and we're starting... <laughs> With Fleetwood Mac. Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC. Carly Simon on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Before that, you heard Carol King. And before that, Fleetwood Mac. Um, and we've pulled off an impossible feat this morning. I think Rocket Ants, Silver Rocket Ants, it says on my script here, in <laughs> Bournemouth has been in touch to say he enjoyed all three of those songs. So uh, morning to you and we are you know, just glad to be of service. Yay. Thank you, Uncle Ants. That's my lovely uncle and Auntie Julie living in Bournemouth. And also Val has been in touch from the Magnolia Massive in Cheam. Morning, Val. She's, she's given us a revelation. Apparently the Carol King song, I Feel the Earth Move, was about the um, 8th of February 1971 earthquake in California, where she was living at the time and lived through. Did not know that. Wow. I, yeah, I thought that song was like a metaphor. Um, but it's just literally, she literally felt the literal. earth Literal. She felt the earth move. Her feet. <laughs> Good. All right. Um, so February is LGBT plus history month here in the UK. And each week on the show in February, we're going to be looking at a topic. Last week, we talked about Section 28. Um, this week, uh, we're going to talk about the pride flag, the rainbow flag. Um, 
kind of off the back of a conversation we had after the last week's show where we both sort of thought we knew where it had come from or what it was all about. It turned out we didn't have a clue. Um, so, G, you've been looking into this for us. Please reveal all. I love this. It's sometimes a bit shameful where you think you know something and you don't. Anyway, research complete. Uh, so one of the first openly gay politicians to be elected in California, uh, which we just talked about California, um, Harvey Milk. Now, he asked his friend, artist Gilbert Baker, in 1978 to make a symbol that he felt would represent gay pride. Um, so he got 30 volunteers together and they hand-stitched a flag of eight symbolic colours. And I love this. I've, I've found the breakdown of the colours because apparently they each represented something that they felt was important for the gay community. So... They had a hot pink, which was for sex. They had a red for life, orange, healing, yellow, sunlight, green, nature, turquoise, magic and art, indigo, serenity, and violet for spirits. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. So they put this together. Um, they hung it for gay pride. And um, obviously then the design went into revision because some of the colours were too expensive and too rare for mass production. So they ah. tweaked the flag over the years, which is why some of those colours don't appear um, in the flag now um, but they I love that they had to hang it in two halves because it was so massive and they needed an even number as well so they had to cut some of the some of the colours out um, and hung it in 1979 Gay Freedom Parade and that's the origins of the rainbow flag there you go thank you very much for doing that research um, it's clarified things I knew the name Gilbert Baker I knew that he was associated with the flag but the colours I didn't know what they meant so that's been very, very valuable. Um, the flag's obviously evolved, hasn't it, a bit in recent years, and there's a, a sort of a discussion about whether it should incorporate uh, this trans pride flag colours um, and also Black Lives Matter, where we, could, we there was sort of a combined new version of the flag that was around in the summer last year. Um, so there's a discussion around whether it needs to evolve, which I think is important and interesting. Um, but those original origins, great to know. I agree. I love that. I, I, to, the thought of 30 volunteers getting together to stitch two flags together to hang um, on the top floor of the attic gallery of the Gay Community Centre, which they did in San Francisco, is incredible. And I also love this little tidbit. They, they weren't allowed to use dye in public washing machines in those days, so they had to wait really late at night to rinse the dye from all of their clothes so they weren't, they weren't uh. found out that they were doing it, which is also incredible. Wow. Well, there you go. I think, you know, we might be talking about things that seem basic and obvious as part of doing this series for LGBT plus History Month. But, you know, we're quite honest. We realise we don't know the detail of some of the things that we should. And that's why we're doing this. So we hope that you find it interesting and valuable. Um, or if you're a big know-it-all and you think we're just saying things are obvious, well, we're learning. So anyway, there you go. Um <laughs> very good we are we're uh, learning we're, we're learning, learning and informing we're learning and informing <laughs> and entertaining and what more could you ask for on a sunday morning um good indeed <laughs> um what's coming up in the show still spin it or bin it and also the gdc's random news more music now this was my record of the week last week it's from ali x it's called glam Queerly's bottomless brunch with rob and the gdc Madonna with Material Girl on Queenie's Bottomless Brunch. Good morning. 
Good morning, everybody. Now, you found something interesting this week for all the material girls out there with a few million just lying around. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did, actually. Um, so uh, I'm a big fan of the TV show Schitt's Creek, like so many of you, I'm sure. Um, the mansion that appears in the first episode of Schitt's Creek that the family are ev- evicted from, which is all like pillars and marble floors and grand staircases, um, it's gone up for sale. You could own a piece of television history um, if you've got a spare £9 million. Pounds. Right, um, which I don't, sadly. Uh, do you? No, no. Uh, yeah, so it features in the, the opening scenes of the first episode of the show. So I'm thinking if you were a diehard Shit's Creek fan with a spare nine or ten million in the bank, you're probably not going to want that because it's only in one episode. Like You, you want to wait until the motel comes up for sale or something. <laughs> do you want to live in that motel room? <laughs> well... It's not the same. No, no, that is true. And I mean, you could probably buy that motel several times over, I reckon, for nine, nine million pounds. So anyway, it's on the market. I'm just letting you know if you if you've got the money and you're interested in owning some TV history, just and it's epic though, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's a really, really, really fancy home. Um, So perhaps yes, a better option than the motel itself. Um, Just to let you know, if you are taking it seriously, it's got twelve bedrooms. 16 bathrooms <laughs> um, and, and 14 car spaces. That's where the okay, money I is. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's got 12 bedrooms, but 16 bathrooms. Yeah. Well, see, I suppose if, if uh, you know, if there's two people in a bedroom and, and they both want to go at the same time, you, you need to double up on the bathrooms just to keep it luxurious. I don't know. And I guess en suites versus family bathrooms maybe as well because yeah. we we need four family bathrooms it's really yeah. imperative. I mean what like what are they planning for when they put that many bathrooms in just some some terrible bout of food poisoning or or the fact that everyone's going to get filthy at the same time. Like, Everyone needs a bath immediately. Now, go to your bathrooms. <laughs> maybe that's how it was. I suppose in the olden days maybe it was quite formal and it would be like bath time before next formal activity. Anyway. Can everyone? Yeah, you're right. Can everyone please get ready for the ball this evening, uh, which will be in the East Wing? I feel at seven p.m. I feel worrying about what I'm going to do with all these bathrooms is a waste of time because I will not. <laughs> yes, buy it is. House. It oh, is. Moving dear. on. All right. Uh, some more new music for you now. I really like this. This is by Baby Queen. It's called Raw Thoughts. Hello, friends at Queerly Radio. We hope that you are enjoying your love weekend. That's right, it's Valentine's weekend, and we hope that you and yours are doing well. Stay tuned, because on the next episode, the upcoming episode of the Out Loud Queer Music Radio Show, we've got a ton of new releases, including Big Daddy Karsten and his brand new single, Smile, which he's currently competing with in the Melody Grand Prix in Norway, which is the precursor to the Eurovision. So stay tuned for that. Tons of new releases, plus special guest Peter Neeps, and we're going to be chatting with him about his brand new song, Hurricane. So come on back for it after the bottomless brunch and join us at Out Loud. Take me to the clouds above on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. Good morning. During those songs, you will have had a promo for the Out Loud Queer Music Radio Show, which is on after us today at midday with Kenny Fitzpatrick. So stay tuned for that. Um, I've got to say good morning to Paul and Kay in Suffolk. They've been in touch. They're loving the show this morning. Oh, morning, Paul and Kay. And I'm also going to say a very good morning to my neighbour, Lorraine, who's listening downstairs on the first floor. Morning, Lorraine. Morning, Lorraine. Thanks for joining. I hope the GDC isn't too loud coming through the floor or the ceiling. Um, 
I can't work out my bearings. Um, all right, <laughs> now time for Spin It or Bin It, the part of the show where the GDC hears clips from three brand new songs. Only one of them will be played in full, the other two in the bin. Uh, this week there is a theme. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, the theme is people from the 90s giving it another try. Um, oh, I love it. Love it. So... Without further ado, our first song this morning. Uh, star of The Masked Singer. Don't worry, it's not her. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> Gabrielle. No spoiler. Gabrielle. Um, <gasps> yes. This is her new song. You're going to hear a clip from it. Uh, it's called Stop Right Now. And if it's stop right now, I won't be crying. Think we should try it. Just lay my hand and tell me that you want Uh, Gabrielle, stop right now. A radical new sound. I'm sure you will agree from her. (laughs) I was going to say, vastly different for all her back catalogue. Now, love it. Still sounding great, though, on that track. And nice, uplifting song. It's comforting to hear Gabrielle's sound, isn't it? All right, second one uh, for you today. Uh, Ronan Keating and Leanne Rhymes together on a song. Um, Potentially sounds better than it is. This is called Forever and Ever. Amen. They said time can play tricks on a memory Make people forget things they knew Well, it's easy to see Oh, it's happening to me I've already forgotten every woman Yeah, uh, Ronan Keating and Leanne Rhymes <laughs> Forever and ever, amen do you know what? I was listening to the radio the other day and they played Can't Fight the Moonlight and I was like, what happened to Leanne Rhymes? She was massive. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she's changing direction with that one, do you? Well, no. What an odd pairing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm slightly intrigued by it because it's kind of got a country lilt and you know I like a bit of country you music. You do like a country um, lilt. Although um, I've never really been a fan of Ronan's voice. Can well, I say that? <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> that was my impression of Ronan Keating, which sounded like, <laughs> like, a, a, like a, a horn from an old car. Um, anyway, third choice, our third person from the 90s having another go uh, is Texas. This song's called Hi. I'm going to take my Texas with high, the third option this morning on Spin It or Bin It. What did you think of that? Another radical new direction. Radical. <laughs> radical. I swear I could hear the guitar line from one of their old songs. Uh, the Sun song. What's the oh, song? Summer song? Sun. Summer yeah, Sun. Yeah, I'm sure it's literally lifted. We've just changed. Um, well, nice to have Texas back. I, I like these rehashes you found, sort of resurrecting careers. Um, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I like the, it. the theme this week came out of desperation, I will admit. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, three choices there. Um, Gabrielle, stop right now. Ronan Keating and Leanne Rhymes. Can't remember what it's called. And Texas, uh, hi, that's called. Uh, please tell me first of all which one of those three is going in the bin. Um, purely because I wasn't immediately grabbed by it, and I'm not sure about his voice. I'm going to ditch Ronan and Leanne Rhymes. 
goodbye to Ronan and Leanne Rhymes and relief for the rest of us. We haven't got to hear that in full. Um, we've got two songs left now. Texas with Hi. Gabrielle with Stop Right Now. Um, I'm going to ask you which one of those we're going to play this morning. Who's the winner on Spin It or Bin It? I love you throwing me a sort of curveball, like unexpected theme this week. So well done. It's always unexpected. Never I like know to, what to like expect. to change it up. You really do. Um, I think I am going to bin Texas and I'd love to hear Gabrielle, please. Excellent. I think that is the correct choice for everyone involved. Good. Uh, Here she is then, Gabrielle, her brand new single. This is the winner on Spin It or Bin It and it's called Stop Right Now. Gabrielle with Stop Right Now, her new single, the winner on Spin It or Bin It this morning. Um, I heard some interesting fact about Gabrielle's debut song Dreams the other day. Oh you yeah, know, like her big big hit from the nineties. Massive hit. Um, it originally sampled "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman, and uh, they couldn't clear. They couldn't get the sample cleared, so the the song where it was released commercially had a kind of approximation of uh, "Fast Car" in, but isn't the original. If you go on YouTube, you can find like "Dreams" bootleg original version or something. Wow! Um, and it's got a sample taken directly from "Fast Car." There you go. Amazing news. Thanks for that. Bonus fact to this week's Spin It or Bin It. Um, I'm I'm pleased you went for Gabrielle. I actually quite enjoyed that in the end. I did too. Good song. Good. Well done. Good choice. Um, all like right. It. Time now, G, for your random news, please. Yeah. This is really random. So we're going to Tennessee and um, the name Bill Doris. Now, he is a multimillionaire. Sorry, was a multimillionaire. Um, Spoiler owned- alert. I know, sorry. Owned a lot of property along Interstate 65, um, a slightly controversial statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest, which I won't go into. Um, Anyway, he passed away and he had a beloved eight-year-old collie who was being looked after by a neighbour of his. Um, And her name's Martha Burton. She's had this dog for a few years because apparently Bill went away a lot on work. Unmarried, multimillionaire. He has left this eight-year-old collie Five million dollars no. in his will. Yep, five million dollars. Um, and he said in his will, um, it's just to make sure that this trust fund provides for all the needs of Lulu the dog. <laughs> Lulu the dog can uh, go and buy the Shits Creek Mansion, always, or certainly get a mortgage <laughs> on it with that deposit. What does Lulu the collie need with five million dollars? Well, T- tell me that. Tell me that. Food, I have no idea. Kennels, bones, leaves. I love this. It's so extraordinary. They, they, so they asked Bill's neighbour who's looking after you. So do you have any plans to buy like a solid gold dog bowl or a diamond encrusted collar? And she said, well, no. And I don't really know what to make of this inheritance. But do you know what? The dog's been left $5 million and I'm sure as hell I'm going to try and spend it all. <laughs> Good honour. <laughs> Good honour. Um, that's ridiculous. But um, what a valuable dog now. And always random. You know, I try and find the most ridiculous random stuff. And I think I've done it. Very random. It blows my mind every week, actually, what's going on in the world (laughs) that you managed to find out. (laughs) Well, you know, we've all got a lot of time on our hands. and I, Yeah, I didn't go on the dark internet to find some of these stories. Um, Good. All right. Uh, More new music now. Well, sort of new music. It's not really new music at all. So, you know, Taylor Swift's had this ongoing dispute with Scooter Braun. So she sold the rights to all of her masters of her first seven albums or something to Scooter Braun. Um, 
and he's now sold them on again i think to like a chinese company um which which meant she had no anyway they've all fallen out basically and so she no longer owns the rights to her original music terrible this this is terrible um so what taylor's done is she's just going to re-record it all from the beginning um, so this week she announced that her the first of her albums, Fearless, has been redone, all being called Taylor's version. Uh, and she's released the first single from it, a great song, a song that I really like. And I'm so pleased that I can play it again without guilt, without upsetting Taylor Swift, because that's basically the primary goal in my life is not to upset Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> so we're not doing that. We're going to play Good. Taylor's version of her new old single, Love Story. Taylor Swift with Love Story, brackets Taylor's version, um, on Queerly's Bottomless Brunch. A quick apology to Taylor. Before playing that song, I told the whole story of how her um, music had been sold off, and I said she sold it. She didn't sell it at all. It was her old record label, and therein lie the dispute. So sorry about that, Taylor. I know you are probably listening this morning. Right, uh, that's (laughs) it. That's it from us. Um, What a fun show we've had. I've had a right laugh here this morning. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've missed any of the show, you can hear it again this evening from five on Queerly or on Spotify in full with all the songs from tomorrow. Um, and also don't forget you can sign up to our weekly email, hashtag Queerly Loves, with all of the things to watch, read and listen to that we talked about on the show. Just go to the website, queerlyradio.com and pop your email address in the box there. Right, uh, as I said, that's it. We're out of it. G, what are you up to for the rest of the day? Well, Rob, I think I'm going to stay tuned on Queerly to listen to Out Loud with Kenny Fitzpatrick. I like what you've done. Um, well, it's great. New LGBTQ plus music. Fabulous. Look forward to some artist recommendations. I've then got planned a two hour walk where I'm going to listen to Sue Perkins podcast. Thank you for that recommendation in Queerly Loves as well. Um, and then I'm going to cook myself a Valentine's Day roast lamb and follow that with my Aunt Julie's exceptional peach cobbler recipe. Oh, if yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm, yeah, I'm up for an exceptional peach cobbler <laughs> for the rest of the day. Uh, no, I'm that's gonna, it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch a couple of films today and then get KFC for Valentine's dinner. Um, the ultimate Valentine's dinner. Well done, you. Not? Why not? Why All not? Right. Well, stay right where you are. Kenny's on the way with Out Loud next. We'll be back next Sunday live from ten. We'll see you then. Bye. Queerly's Bottomless Brunch with Rob and the GDC.